questions? Yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> don't, don't take the microphone. Okay, fine too. All right, hold on. Just... Well, all right. Um, well, I don't know. What can I ask you about? What do you know about pirates, my lad? My well. Microphone. Yeah. Yeah. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> Who's on the phone? It's not a phone. It's a microphone. Jet, what do pirates say? <laughs> do you want to go to bed? Uh. <laughs> Are you sure you don't want to go to bed? <laughs> no. Do you think you're funny? I think you're funny. Are you? A, are you any mini? Okay. What's on? What's on Dad's arm? What's that called? No. Is it called a tattoo? Tattoo. <laughs> Did we all get tattoos? <laughs> Did everybody get tattoos tonight? Yeah. Yeah? Okay, are you ready? Let's say goodnight. No, I say hi. You want to oh, say, say hi? <laughs> I want to say the opposite of goodnight. Hi. Hi. Can Yo. you give Keith his microphone back? Thank you, sir. Can you say top, please? Top. Yep, that's the top. That's the phone. Okay, say goodnight. No. <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> Give a kiss. <laughs> You've blessed it. You've say blessed hi. it. Hi. I know you said hi. I know we're trying to get Hello. <laughs> hi. Oh, yeah. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Who is it? Who was it? Keith. Oh, it was Keith, Keith on the phone? Talking to the future. <laughs> it's like a time phone. No what did he say? Say hello. <laughs> oh, he said hello. Hello. <laughs> hello, what's going on? No. 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 <laughs> Hang up. Boom. So I was just thinking, since we just recorded some stuff for Jet, might as well turn this on right while I have ideas, since we had no ideas for this show. Um, just made me think of things from my youth <laughs> that are sad and pathetic. <laughs> I, I can't wait. <laughs> I remember when I was, this is something I forgot about for years, I only remembered it like recently, that uh, I was such a mama's boy, as I still am, but, <laughs> but uh, when my mom would go to church on like Wednesday night to go help with their bingo and stuff, so it was just me and my brother and my dad, and I would not go to sleep. I would just stay like on the second floor of our house, just kind of like whimpering and like, uh, where's mom? Like I, I think this was before I ever went to school, so I must have been like three or four or something. And my dad would just ignore me, but it would be like two hours where I would just be like, well, I wish mom would come home. But then as soon as my mom came in and like I heard the door open and heard her downstairs. You like ran to bed? Yeah, I was immediately ashamed of myself. Like, what the fuck is the matter with me? So I would just go to bed and that'd be that. But what I thought was weird about that memory is what the hell was my brother doing that whole time? <laughs> I guess he just slept through it or was like, whatever, fucking pussy Keith and his bullshit. Your brother is older or younger than Younger, two yeah. years younger. No. And and you guys, you shared a room or no? Uh, I don't think we did at that point. Maybe because you, like, I mean, you were we saying that the the family house was like sort of a mansion at some point. Yeah, gigantic. So I mean, I had like three or four different bedrooms throughout my life, but uh, in the same house. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> But yeah, oh, what a just ridiculous memory. Like, I wonder if my dad would even remember that. And it's like, on the one hand, it's like, oh, that's weird that he just, you know, didn't ever do anything about it. But on the other hand, I can kind of understand. <laughs> so I just... Yeah, I think, uh, like, my earliest memory of, you know, parents going out... Well, actually, no, it was always house parties. It was always, like, waking up in the middle of the night to, like, some raging alcohol fast going on in the living room. <laughs> And, you know, coming out and saying hi to everybody and really, like, wishing it was more fun than it was, you know, right. like, just like, everybody's awake. And then you just kind of go and say hi to aunts and uncles and whatever. And then, like, there was a certain point where you just realize that this isn't fun. 
I didn't even get that far. Like I would just go hide at the bottom of the stairs and listen. Like right, the big yeah. grown-up party. And yeah, it's always just boring nonsense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it felt big. Yeah, I think the first time I really realized that, like, I guess this is similar now, but when I was in Maryland, like, last summer or the summer before, and I was just at some friends that I just, people, friends of friends who I just met, and they had kids that were, like, you know, six or seven, and I, and it was that same thing where the kids were hanging out with us, and then they went to bed, and we all just, we just watched the It Crowd on Netflix, but I was like, we're the grown-ups now, we're all in our 30s, <laughs> like, this is what it was like when I was a kid, and, uh, yeah, I don't know. And I was like, this is actually really lame. Like, it's fun, but it's also, like, not cool. Yeah. Oh, God, no. <laughs> as, uh, if I can just, if, as an IT professional, or former IT professional, I have to inform you that it's the IT crowd, not, right. the, not the IT crowd. I take personal offense to that. But, uh, but, not really. but, but that's it's the fine. joke. Right. Is it? Yeah, because like, the... Oh, well, I guess I have no the, sense. The IT crowd is an old, uh, it's an old pop song from the 60s. Oh, really? I'm in with the IT crowd. Well, that just goes to show that I'm truly an IT guy, because I don't get stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, though, they did work in the IT department, but they were yes. also the nerds of the building everyone hated, hence they were not the hit crowd. Yes. Right. Irony. And double entendre, So how, would say. How and lucrative is IT these days? It's easy to find jobs compared to graphic design, from what I've heard. Do I need to change careers? You... How much do you know about computers? Um, I know... I know a little bit. <laughs> then I, I like wouldn't recommend hustle. switching back no? at this point. No. No. I mean, maybe like take some classes online or something, see if it's something you want to do. But no, I, I don't think I want to do that. I just, I need to make more money than I make now somehow. You sell your body. Mm. You have lost a lot of weight since we met you. That's true. You're looking pretty good. I will start you Thanks, off. Buddy. I'll give you fifty dollars for an hour of all-purpose molesting. An hour. Fifty. Fifty bucks. Yeah, I've only got twenty five on me, an and then hour. I'll owe you twenty five. <laughs> How about half an hour? Mm. Oh, if you oh, no, it's got to be. If this hour. goes down, then we don't have enough money for pizza, do we? No. All right. How about I'm totally oh, so against this idea. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Craig, right. how's a brother supposed to eat? You know. Right, well, there's oh, be pizza. pizza. <laughs> right. That is what's uh, that saying? That is like a, that any is man who can't find work isn't looking hard enough. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, no, it's uh, it's kind of true. And I think it's like I can't remember exactly how he put it, but Kevin Smith. I mean, obviously, he's in the position being a multimillionaire where he can kind of do whatever he wants. But he's like, you know what you, you got to do? Just do what you like to do because money is literally so easy to make. You can just put a dick in your mouth <laughs> and they'll give it to you. <laughs> so interesting. And he's yeah. not wrong. I mean, you know, I think you do all right on the streets, Joel. Uh, yeah, I would. I'm, I don't think I'm ready to go there. Like I was trying to. Think Think of like you don't need to be ready. You just need to do it. <laughs> You'd have to shave your beard. That's going to raise your prices. I don't know. So yeah, I could be shaving. into that. It's like ribbed for a pleasure, or his in this case. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. <laughs> so okay, like I think you could attract a higher class of clientele if you were clean shaven and like had. I don't know, wore like suits and stuff. Mm. I could, I could get. You'd be some... an escort rather than a whore. That's mm. true. If the three of us, I think, went into an escorting battle, I think Joel could rise higher. <laughs> or we went into an escorting business. <gasps> but I call pimp. <laughs> it's called. Sorry. <laughs> and now we have. I call to driver. That leaves Keith. Oh. To suck all the dicks. Uh, <laughs> now the thing is, I only have two holes and two hands. What do I do if I get filled up? Can you guys pitch in? Yeah. Uh, if you get filled up, I think someone else would be pitching in. If I quintuple book, <laughs> you know? look, look, Craig and I are just idea guys. <laughs> we we don't actually get our hands dirty, so to speak, um, <laughs> or anything else dirty, or anything. Yeah, no, uh, I actually thought about this idea. Like, okay, so I have one day a week where I could work uh, an extra part time job, and let's say I wanted a hundred dollars for eight hours. On on a on a weekend, uh, I was thinking, what if I did a Craigslist and said I will do anything not sexual <laughs> for you know uh, an eight-hour shift work? I feel like that might be opening the door to weirdos. Like it's probably better to be a little more specific. Yeah, right? like I know Nizzle <laughs> yeah. has tweeted about like Craigslist postings of guys just looking for girls to come over and or no for to go over to a girl's house so the girl can demean them and also make him clean up their apartment. 
and the, he pays for that. There's nothing sexual about it. You know, I'm proud to but say. I feel like it's only girls that really get those kind of offers. Yeah, I'm no. proud to say. I think I kicked that off with Onizzle because oh, yeah? uh, I, when we had her on me and Picard's podcast, Ladies vs. Gentlemen, we were talking about dominatrix yeah, stuff. Yeah, right. So I bought her that book. Um, uh, I was a teenage dominatrix, <laughs> which is all about that. It's like, it's amazing. Like, it was about this chick who was kind of, it was like semi-sexual. Like, she would go to, like, your hotel room and dance for you and, like, maybe give you a hand job. And it was just awkward and weird and she hated her life and felt bad. And then she found out about this, like, dominatrixy stuff where not only do you not have to touch guys, they prefer if you don't. Like, they get off right. more if you're, like, I withhold you. Because, yeah. yeah, you're a dirty scum and I and, and oh, you just, yeah. like, they lick your boots and you get paid. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like she did it for years. I, I don't Jen, understand these guys. Jen's <laughs> nodding in the background. You're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, would you do that, Jen? I imagine they pay pretty well. I, I mean, I don't know. I haven't ran an ad myself. I mean, I can't say I, I wouldn't consider it just because in life you have to think about these things, right? Yeah. It's kind of an interesting question. I almost, I would, but I don't know if morally I could. But I do like the idea they don't touch you. Yeah. It's not about that. It's not about yeah. That was actually why this lady said she stopped is just some of these she guys. Get her rocks off. Well, they had such a. It was so clear that they had something in their past that made them feel they deserved this level of abuse. She couldn't stop thinking about what did they do to someone else that they now want to be punished for it, and that's what made her start to feel weird. And also, one guy said, uh, "Can you please poop on me?" And she's like, "All right." And then she's like, "That was too far. This is getting weird." <laughs> so, yeah. a combination of things: physical and emotional. That's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I, would, I would find it hard not to figure out what these, unless you're like just do it a few times with one guy. Like you wouldn't, I wouldn't probably want to have regular clientele because I'd want to get to know them. Right. I couldn't just distance myself, but maybe I could. If it's like 500 a pop, I'd be like, whatever, Joe. The other thing she she learned. Clean my toilet. Yeah, it, but but it does it does become weird because like even though there's no sex and there's no touching or whatever, it's 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 weird because like that that idea of prostitution ends up being like it's in your brain. So so if you think it is, then it is. If you think it isn't, then it isn't. That's right. They're getting off on it. So like at the end of the day, they're still on top. Ironically, because they're the ones paying you for your time they're and stuff. They're getting what they want, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then I mean, that goes with like phone sex too, right? Like, because yeah, you're a disembodied voice, but your brain, like, you basically. I mean, at the end of the day, you're paying for somebody's brain. <laughs> Yeah, Isn't that weird? Oh, yeah. It's weird. It's kind of more fucked up in a way. It is, but it's just like I got that call back when I was looking for jobs. Oh, yeah. And yeah, the guy yeah. called me back, and he wouldn't leave the name of the company. And I called back, and he finally reached me, and I was, I just had Jet, and I was pushing the stroller in. And he said, oh, I reached you. And I, I said right away, I said, does this have... Does this have to? Is this phone sex? <laughs> Sorry, I, I, just just to kind of like expand the story, but uh, Jen saw a listing for uh, voice acting. Yes, voice acting. Mm. That's exactly uh, what it was. That's that's what it was, and she's you like, said it yeah, was I can do voice acting. You have to read those ads very carefully for wording. Yeah. <laughs> I've learned. Yes. Yeah. The hard but way. I thought, why not? <laughs> Check it out. And the guy was lovely. And uh, how lovely was he? <laughs> He's like, listen, it's not enough to me though. Every cartoon voice has to get a do it hard, or it's no good. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. how the business is, lady. That's come on, uh, were you the broad who Are called you for voice Jensen? acting? <laughs> yeah. Yo, Angela, I got this, I got this job for you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we got a couple of Tonys in here. Oh my god. Hey, yeah. Mr. Uh, Kata, hey, what's up? That was him, right? <laughs> yeah, that was, yeah, I did. Nailed it. <laughs> Perfect. Super cool. Spot I didn't even tell the difference. Wow, it's like he's in the room. Uh, so, yeah, so like at the end of that, like. So you're pushing a baby around and then you get the call and then. Well, I was killing myself laughing because as soon as I got. I'm. I knew. I'm like, it has to be phone sex because there was no company. But I was glad when he called back, I answered it and we had a chat. And he said, Oh, but you do really well. He's like, We only hire once a year. I'm like, I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. Once a year for you, personally. 
Yeah. Yes. I just, I just honestly, when I told the guys, like, I just don't think I could say those things. Yeah. Really what things? Honest. Tell us. Yeah. <laughs> what things could you say? <laughs> Almost nice had it. Almost try. Had it. Nice try. So close. Uh, but no, he was really nice about it. But <laughs> they gotta had... expect, yeah, people aren't always gonna be receptive. No, and and that, yeah. So, so I guess I mean, like the moral of the story is, if I put an ad on ad on Craigslist saying, like, guy for hire will do anything not sexual, it's probably not going to work out for me. It's all going to be sexual. The moral is, I think, that your wife doesn't want to pull her own weight around here. Jobs are out there. They're begging Mm -hmm. you to to (laughs) pick up the phone. Why does they just date you? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. (laughs) But I mean, I I could hide a body. I could uh, could dig a a hole. My body? no, I'm just oh. I'm just talking about jobs no, I could being do. Hired to do things. Yeah, yeah I was going to say like yeah. hiding bodies. Yeah. yeah, I think the other yeah, moral. I could dig a hole for, for <laughs> anything. Any, for anything. anything. It might be yeah. six feet really? deep, but might not. Might not. Yeah, I was going to say is the the moral of sex work is that it's still work. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's work in it. It's work. Yeah, I mean everything you do is a job. You end up hating it, even if you liked it to begin with. So do you really want to do that to sex? Well, actually, I thought about this is because yeah, earlier in my life I was thinking about like doing graphic design for porn because it pays really well. But the problem is, is that it's it too it's, many dicks. Well, it's a fucking resume killer for starters. <laughs> and once you're in, you're out. Like like you're you're out of the mainstream world. You yeah, can basically never work legitimately again. Yeah, and I think somebody on the comedy button was talking about that. That they almost took that job, but it's like you have to write like cum splattered teens in a cum font. It's just <laughs> like, what am I doing? This is insane. Well, and then you <laughs> like honestly, like if. I don't know how many times I would have to like do some, you know, heel brush work on a, on a vagina where I it would just like after a while you would just not be that keen. into vaginas. No, you'd be into vaginas, but it would just it, yeah. Well, you certainly wouldn't be into the beauty of vaginas. You would just be like. Ugh. I remember when I got that job at the porn store in Vancouver. It's just I work. I was like legitimately worried. I was like, can I? be around a room full of porn unsupervised every day <laughs> like I actually was worried about it I talked to my girlfriend about it like if I have to quit this job I'm gonna cause I don't know if this is gonna make me into a crazy weirdo but literally after half a day you just don't care anymore yeah. <laughs> and just like whatever yeah well I, I guess that's true and I'm not saying you should take the job no, <laughs> when it comes no, no. teens box design I'm just saying no. but, but if you did but I mean, if anyone's listening, I will discreetly design your your DVD artwork for you know for some decent cash. I remember it's not a nominal yeah. fee. Exactly. This is when it got kind of like zen for me. Was there was this one movie that we could never sell? It was a VHS because this was like two thousand five six. There was still VHS floating around a little, where it was this <laughs> it was this girl buried in the sand with with. Sons big uh, like goggles like underwater goggles on and a bunch of dudes had jizzed all over the goggles <laughs> and uh, w- what was the title I, just, I can't oh, remember man, anymore to hear that title. but I would just come in and it was a 24 hour store so I'd come in for the 7am <laughs> oh nice very nice <laughs> gingerly aquanut aquanut anyway but I would come in and say like hey how you doing to the graveyard person and get their shit together and leave and then it would just be me in the store and no customers would come in for like two hours and I just remember I would always walk by that box and just kind of give it an extra moment of just like you poor thing. What had happened yeah. to my life? Like, why am I here? Why am I looking at this every day? What is going on? Lost. Wow. I feel like there's a children's book in there. Just yeah. the, the one the one porn that wouldn't sell. Every day you said hello to it. And you pitied it Speaking a little Speaking of which, bit. can we, uh, do you want to talk about that on air? Or is it a cut, cut, cut? Oh, what? No, my, my kid's book? Yeah, your kid's yeah, book. No, it's going good. It's going totally yeah. good. Keith wrote a kid's book. It's really funny. Yeah. Yeah. About yeah. actual children? Yeah, it's, yeah about, it's really uh, funny. It's really good. It's about a girl who is repressing her emotions, and uh, they repress to the point where they just have to get out, so laughs start to come out of her butt. <laughs> and it's the story of trying it's to hilarious. figure out why. And kids are going to love it, because kids I'll... like farting and laughing. So. Yes. My boss is not I don't need to be hanging out, guys. Like, no, do please. your thing. No, 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 no. no. We're... Yeah, we're... 
Yeah. I've realized I like our show more the less we try. The more yeah. it's just like some sort of backstage fly in the wall shit, the more I like it. And it's not like our listenership ever goes up or down, so <laughs> it's fun. Mike and Mike stopping by. Really? So, we just took a small hour and a half break to eat pizza and get all drunk and shit. Is this yours, Craig? Or is this? It's not mine. Or in my case, like to get less gentleman. drunk. Yeah, so uh, now that I'm full and been drinking, I don't give a fuck about nothing. But that's probably... These are our best episodes anyway. Who needs to give a fuck about this? Yeah. That's for... I feel like that's amateur. Podcasts that pretend to be professional are amateur, where podcasts that don't give a fuck are the true pros. Yeah. We understand our, our niche, our audience, and uh, our goals and ability to accomplish them. Yeah, I feel like at this point, whatever listeners we have, even if this podcast was blank dead air with occasional comments by Brad, <laughs> they'd still listen. Yeah, you know what? I, I, I'm starting to find that I hate myself on this show. I just hate listening to me. There's a number of times where, yeah, I just wake up the next morning, I'm like, I was a dick. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a dick on the air sometimes. I'm, I don't know. I'm all right with myself. <laughs> well, you know what? You're... <laughs> Keith, to be honest. I guess, though, I hated listening to myself on KTG. Here, I don't mind. I guess that's maybe I had my yeah. other outlet to get out all my bullshit. Well, I mean, just, I mean, off the air, I know we've discussed certain jokes that maybe offend people. And I've, especially since we've had those discussions, I've kind of realized that I've made a lot of offensive jokes that I'm not exactly proud of. Right. Well, no, I, I, I just think that uh, listening, well, okay, you are fairly consistent. And I think that's because you're sort of, you, you're the ground for the show. Like, oh, wait, 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 I'm hoping we can get this on the air. Oh my god, that was so loud. <laughs> that was insanely loud. We just had pizza, folks. We just had, and uh, me and uh, Joel's wife shared one that had a bunch of onions on it, so. Oh, it was anything. like Lady and the Tramp style. It was, yeah. I, I don't know what was going on. Yeah, we had just one weird. really long onion that we both got a piece of, and we ate it and then kissed in front of Joel. I felt That's uncomfortable, <laughs> to I say the farted. least. That's the end of and that And then story. you farted in my face, mm-hmm. so... Yeah, I do. I see where this friendship is going. <laughs> more farts, mm-hmm. more farts, and maybe more kissing your wife. And more usurping and more farting. Yeah, Craig, you keep the wife busy, and I'll keep Joel busy. All right, oh, oh. man, this sounds good for us. It's a win-win, win-win. Jack, all four people win. Yeah, this is the so complicated. Jet and Griffin might get confused, but we are gonna lick this platter clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I made that joke once. I probably sold the story before. But I was eating a steak somewhere in New York, and I cut the fat off it. And codename A, we all know who I'm talking about, was like, yeah. what do you mean? Like, the fat's the best part. And she ate it. And I was like, all right, I, I have to make a Jack Spratt reference right now. Because, like, what the fuck are you doing, yeah. crazy? What the hell? I, uh, now, I eat can fat. eat fat with steak, but I would not go and, like... Take the fat someone had cut off a steak and just eat the fat. I, I might, have a line. I might do that. I, I don't think I have that line. There was this one time I went out for wings with uh, mine and Mike's friend Kyle. Well, Mike's cousin Kyle and the girlfriend that Kyle had at the time. And we, we got wings. They were delicious wings. And uh, me and Kyle didn't necessarily eat all our bones clean. Like, there might have been some scraps of meat left. And Melissa just got mad, and she was like, how can you leave that? And she would pick up our chicken bones and, like, eat the rest of the meat off it. Wow, just I, suck the marrow. It's not like we just ate the batter you know, off it and I, left a chunk of meat. I could see like myself was... doing that. I could see myself doing that. I normally, so gross. I, like, I wouldn't, like, I would it's have gross. to know somebody really well to do that. Well, I mean, I kind of understand her eating her boyfriends, because, I mean, they sure, swap other sure. body parts. But mine, like, we didn't know each other Yeah, that no, well. that's, that's a little weird. Yeah, like, and I, it was all just in a pile together. All our saliva from the bones were just in a pile of bones. It's not like we each had our own individual bone bowls. Because I, I, she didn't I, know she didn't know whose bones she was picking I, up. Anything. I like to think I have really good table manners, but when it comes, oh, to... that's not good manners. Like, that's disgusting. No, no, I like I've that I, is pretty I, I have really nice table manners, and that's me. Until, I'll eat leftovers until it gets to leftovers. Right. That's where it gets weird because mm-hmm. like I've definitely. I've had friends who I'm sure I've pissed off where I've looked over at their plate and go, hey, you gonna eat the rest of that? 
I don't know what that's, that's like. That's totally way better than <laughs> it's way better than the picking through the bones bowl. Like, I mean, I'm sure you guys have have touched the bones that have been left over, and they're just cold and like gross feeling. You don't want to put that in your mouth. Yeah, that's she for totally a, cool like a middens pile. That's not food yeah. anymore. You know, this kind of reminds me of it's not even nearly the same, but it was just a kind of weird thing that happened where. Um, me and Craig came out into our common living room one morning, and there was a big pile of sugar, of just <laughs> white plate. sugar yeah. on a little plate. And we were like, is that your sugar? No, it's not your sugar. <laughs> so then when Keith finally came out, we were like, what's up with the sugar, man? <laughs> and it turns out he poured the sugar for his coffee into his cup first, and he's like, oh, that's way too much. So he just poured it out onto a plate. Right. So I'm so like, confused as to why he wouldn't pour it back into the sugar cup or <laughs> jar or whatever. So it was just a little Homer Simpson pile of sugar. And then, uh, you know, it's just sad there for another couple hours while we watch TV and then when I went to go get mm. some coffee I was about to pour sugar and I'm like well there's a pile of sugar on that plate up there so I just went and got the sugar pile and got a little spoon took a scoop of the sugar pile and it, put it in my coffee it sometimes baffles me how little effort he's unwilling to make like all he had to do was go to the kitchen and grab the sugar jar again and pour the sugar back in and then he wouldn't have a plate of sugar or but. like uh, when we're smoking like out of the, the marijuana pipe rather than like just reach across the table to grab the ashtray. He'll just put ashes into like whatever coffee cup is sitting around. That like does that's not gross, really a gross problem. Me out a little because I mean, even though it's like you know we're gonna clean the cup, yeah. it's like oh, I wish there wasn't ashes in Ooh. that cup. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, if we didn't have an ashtray, that would make far more sense. But we have an ashtray that sits there on the coffee table. But first, you get the sugar. Then you get the power. Then you then get you the women. women. <laughs> I nicked it while you turned your back for that split second. <laughs> and I do, it, do again. it again. Man, I was listening to a Simpsons commentary track. I listened to season one through nine and fourteen because that's all I could find. Like they're like little Simpson podcasts. You just hear the behind the yeah. scenes shit. And <laughs> but that was this guy George Meyer, who was one of the original like really good writers that really shaped the Simpsons. <laughs> and that was his pitch. Like, like, and this was early on, right? But this is how fast I ran out of ideas. Like, say Homer had a huge pile of sugar and he had to guard it and they're like b-plot good go write it <laughs> or like this guy uh david merkin who uh, is really awesome like he was one of the best guys but he ran season five and he's like you know it's funny to look back on it now season five is when homer went into outer space because yeah. we thought we were going to get canceled any minute <laughs> like we we're like let's do it Jesus. now because we're out of ideas and this show's over <laughs> and now we're on season 24 Oh, oh my god, it's so insane. It's so weird to think that the Simpsons have been around like most of our lives. And there's people, I mean, people who are now 24 years old, it's been around their entire lives. Yeah. From infancy to adulthood. I heard that uh, the only reason there's not a dedicated cable channel that's 24 Hour Simpsons is something with their initial syndication licensing deal. Uh, They're not allowed to do that until the show ends. But like the minute that show gets there's canceled, there's going to be a Simpsons oh. channel for sure. Because <laughs> yeah. 24 seasons, be? like how many episodes is there? There are past 500. You could do that 24 hours a day. So that's 48 episodes a day. You could just run one, like season one through 25 or whatever it ends up being repeatedly yeah I mean I used to watch it back you know when there was only seven or eight seasons like I would watch it three times a day in syndication mm -hmm. like I yeah. just couldn't get enough because those were the good ones but uh <laughs> but uh like they said they made a joke at their hundredth episode rat party whatever somebody was like toast we're halfway there and everyone is like ha ha hilarious because you know we're gonna get canceled tomorrow yeah and <laughs> and fast forward now they were they Everybody took a pay cut because they thought they were going to get canceled tomorrow. So yeah. Simpsons might be one of those institutions that until every single actor dies, it'll keep going. I was just saying to Craig, we were watching one, like how it's it's like amazing that the actors still sound the same. Yeah. Because it's been 25 years. Like it's, it's true. amazing. Homer doesn't sound like grandpa all the time now. <laughs> like it's yeah. a matter of time. Like they're going to. I mean, Dan Castanelli, he's a pro. Yeah, he is. Uh -huh. He is amazing. Uh, there's little things like if you listen to like uh, you know like Mo. Mo used to be much higher pitched, but I think yeah. that was just that he changed how he did it. I don't even think it's that his area is old. Well, I mean, I mean, like the Homer voice has changed, right? But that was deliberate too. It, was, it used to be Walter Matthau impersonation, yeah. and it, he couldn't. It wasn't very malleable. Yeah. Whereas with the new Homer voice, he can sing in it. He can impersonate yeah. Mr. Burns as Homer. He can do whatever he needs. Yeah. Mr. Shrub. <laughs> What's your first name, Mr. Burns? I don't know. Uh, man, that's one thing I noticed. So listening to these commentary tracks, all the writers, very hilarious, very clever. All the producers, great. Uh, 
the actors, the guy, though. Yeah, the guy that plays Homer, 90% very clever. Occasionally, he doesn't get a joke or acts kind of dumb, but he's pretty much awesome. Hank Azaria, awesome. 100% yeah. awesome. Yeah. And uh, the guy uh, from Spinal Tap, Harry Shearer, he yeah. won't do them, so I don't know about him. But, but he's sure probably he's, pretty good. He's yeah. a funny guy. But Marge and... Bart and Lisa, all those actresses. So are, you're saying is the chicks? Yeah, the problem. they are. They're <laughs> chicks, right? I mean, I didn't think of it that way, but it's true. They are so dumb. They like just don't get jokes, or they like say dumb things about the episode that everybody knows. That's like, why I really appreciate a funny chick, like that thing I mentioned to you about Sarah, Sarah Silverman. Silverman. She's like mm-hmm. the only funny chick, pretty much. I, I've been. Uh, I'll say this. Uh, so I get what I told you yesterday. So Sarah Silverman posted a uh, an Instagram of her dog, and that particularly it doesn't matter but in the background on her like living room wall there's like a drawing that's been drawn in crayon i don't know if she did it to look like a kid's drawing or if a kid actually did it but the bottom of the drawing says don't rape it's the law <laughs> nice i thought i'd spread the word i've been watching uh, i've been rewatching mr show mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's, it's neat to see sarah silverman on there and jack black when he was in shape oh yeah and, and jack black well that man was never in shape but uh i remember though he said like when he had to do the thing where he was like the farmer and, yeah, yeah, yeah and he had to wear overalls he was a little embarrassed because he was starting to get fat yeah he's like little did i know i would be famous for being fat in five years yeah, it's it's tough like that that hollywood thing because like honestly jack black with you know like a personal trainer or whatever could lose a billion pounds but we wouldn't want jack black to lose that weight you yeah know what it's I mean? gotta be like, tough to be a celebrity in cases it, like that yeah well it's the same reason why uh what's that fat kid uh, the one with the jufro jo- jonah yeah Hill? yeah right. that's the one he doesn't look too bad then he's better he, now he used to be giant there's a period where he was like a big fat fatty and seth rogan like when funny people he was suddenly not well he, anymore, he lost was... weight for uh green hornet oh yeah right i sense. never saw that and uh yeah it was a, it was kind of interesting because he, he really doesn't look that much different when he's in shape so like i mean i i guess like some people look different like dramatically different well um uh horatio sands from snl is he thin now oh he's fucking really? thin maybe that's why i didn't notice him i didn't notice him <laughs> Artie lang still a giant fat piece of shit he was in one episode of the new californication he was in rehab like i they didn't i don't know if they said his name but i'm sure he could have been playing himself he was just chain smoking and talk about how all he wanted to do was drink beer and do heroin so and he's fat as fuck still so that's wondering. the thing is it like uh you, you know like if, if overnight vinyl countdown suddenly like we're we're getting hollywood offers <laughs> Are they going to want me serious? to be fat yeah. again? Whatever happened to that huh? show that was just like us, that TV show about drunk guys at a bar? Oh, I don't know. I don't have cable anymore, so I don't know if it exists. I assume what it just show? got canceled, right? It was some Probably. weird crappy comedy network show or something. Yeah, it was like uh, the um, guys guys something talking It real. was exactly like early Vinyl Countdowns. Like they were just at a bar telling stories about shit in their pants and stuff. Like yeah. it was identical. I, uh, I mean, speaking of that type of show, I actually watched all of the the league and quite enjoyed it it's pretty good i only saw a couple of those i didn't like how uh, everyone's wife was always nagging them <laughs> always <laughs> doing what the, the wives were so naggy at least in the first few the, yeah in the first few yeah but yeah, I, I, either i got used to it or that becomes less like the one that's why i couldn't get into malcolm in the middle like matt would insist to me he's like i know you think this show is dumb but it's actually really good but the mom was such a bitch i'm just like oh, i can't I feel like you yeah. woman issues I, well, I do. I <laughs> no, but she do. really was. Like yeah, she totally. was just, yeah, she was too much. Yeah, all the four men in that show were just victims of the bitchy mom. But you know what? Like, uh, did you ever like stick around for later seasons? No, nah. that show never lost it. Yeah, it I was, enjoyed it. All of it. it was, I watched it. Yeah, I liked it. I, um, YTV uh, in Canada. That's a network. Uh, youth television. Mm-hmm. Youth television. They do late night reruns of Malcolm in the Middle, and they've got the full run. So it's like, it's like back when like people stopped watching a long time ago. It's it's stayed great. Well, like, that's up how, until the end. I know that I'm wrong because Matt doesn't recommend bad shows, and he is like the show. I know I know what you think, but it's good. But yeah, I just never gave it a chance, and no. I never will. <laughs> 
Um, it, I, isn't it weird though that that show makes Breaking Bad even better? Because yeah. it just proves what a good actor that dude is that mm-hmm. you don't even think about Malcolm's dad. No, no. <laughs> but the mom, the Malcolm in the Middle mom, is going to guest star next season. That's going to be weird. I actually reunion. didn't even realize that they were the same guy. Yeah, that's him. Also just, Tim Watley. Uh, Harry back, hilarious fucking, yeah. What's his name? I can't remember. Well, he was... Uh, uh, Brian, Brian Cranston, yeah. 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 And Tim Watley, the, the Jew-hating dentist. <laughs> in Seinfeld, yeah. yeah. Fuck. Wow, that's that that's crazy. I know he loved he con- converted to Judaism for the jokes. Was that it? <laughs> I think, yeah. And he was apparently I never saw it, but he was in an X Files where he had a bomb in his oh, head because yeah. that's the guy that does Breaking Bad used to be an X Files writer, and he said that's how he met him. It's like X Files. Oh, no, it was Grace from Will and Grace who was the Jew hater. Oh, right. And they were at the wedding, and Jerry and her were talking about how dentists. Oh my god, dentists! And she's like, "Don't even get me started on the Jews." But. But the Breaking Bad guy was on Seinfeld, but I don't know who he was. Then. Yeah. I don't know. No, he's Tim Watley. No. I just said that. He was the dentist. He was the anti-dentite or whatever. Or no, Jerry's the anti- anti-dentite, but well, Tim Watley was the, the dentist. Then what's the Will and Grace connection? Grace, the chick. She was his uh, uh, Jerry's girlfriend on that episode okay. that he finally right. got to go out with. Right, I yes. think she broke up with the Drake. Nobody loves. Everybody loves the Drake, but she broke up with him, maybe. I could be getting my Holy plot confused. Holy crap, I feel like you're possessed by the devil right now. I watched a lot of Seinfeld. <laughs> no, I'll say. It's weird yeah. to me when people don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> you know what? I've watched a lot of Seinfeld, but I don't have the same brain for it. Like, I, I have... It's well, my brain like got filled up towards the end of the '90s, so I remember all that stuff. Anything from the last thirteen well, years. But that's I'm, the weird I'm thing is, I, th- I think because I have so much Star Trek and uh, Simpsons stuff crammed in my head. What drink did Major Kira drink in episode <laughs> season Tarkalian four? Tea. Okay. <laughs> I feel like though we'll be able to get hard drive upgrades to our brain, then we'll be able to remember more again. Oh my god! Could you imagine if you couldn't? forget anything yeah i don't think i want to remember we'd be like data we'd just be able to that would be horrible if i could remember less it'd be fine just in a magical dream world every day i feel like uh there was a novel or probably a comic book about somebody who had perfect memory and how like terrifying that would be flowers for if not somebody should write that I'm not doing it. I already got to write our movie about a, bar, a bear with chainsaw arms. <laughs> and Keith already... We have a bear with chainsaw arms. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep, uh, I'm going to write that. That's going to be awesome. You write it. I'll storyboard it. I'll, I'll tell you this. It's it's all reaction shots. Yeah, it's going to be so good. And I think it should be called The Tale of Two Cities. <laughs> nice. Mm, I'm gonna, I'll think on that one. Part two. I feel like I couldn't call it the exact same as the Dickens book. Or The Edge Part Two. The, the Bears edge. Back with a Vengeance, Charles. <laughs> yeah, I feel like anyone. Uh, that, that Get movie, Alec Baldwin to play just another part. Did you ever see that movie, The Edge? It's got uh, Anthony Hopkins and Alec Baldwin, and they fight a bear. Is they're lost stranded in the, in the woods. I feel like survive. I have seen that. It's from like '97 or so, and it's yeah, like yeah, it's yeah. a little known, but it's not real well known. But if anybody watches it, it's, is it on Netflix or? Uh, I, I think it was when we watched it originally, but now it's not. Well, what'll make you enjoy it 50 times more is the fact that Alec. Everybody won't stop saying Charles, which is the main character's name. Yeah, Anthony Hopkins', Hopkins name. name, but especially Alec Baldwin. He must say it 70 times. So and the, yeah, the, the word Charles has to be said a hundred times throughout the movie. Like we watched his death scene the other day, just Charles. to see how many times he would say Charles. It was at least Charles. fifteen times, and he said it twice in a row once because yeah. he ended one sentence by saying Charles and started the next <laughs> one. It's just insane. It's David Mamet that wrote it, but he could not write Charles enough times in that script. Yeah, like, and there's n- almost nothing about this on the internet. There's like two, maybe three, like Yahoo Answers type posts just about like anyone know how many times they say Charles in this movie. But there's no discussions on it, and, so, and I've got. I'm going further with the story, so let me. There's got to be a drinking game, yeah. Uh, well, you, that's what someone would, suggested. You, you would, would die. die. You could yeah. not drink because you would drink a hundred shots. Even like, if it was beer be, shots, you'd be fucked. You'd be fucked mm. up because it's just like you don't have enough time to pour another beer <laughs> or another shot before someone says Charles again. Like, right. It's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, so I was looking. I was looking. I was like determined to find somewhere oh, yeah. on the internet where people were discussing this, and I found a forum where they were talking about the movie, and they they didn't discuss that. So I was like, I gotta sign up to this forum and be like, did none of you realize like that they say Charles a hundred times in this movie, and it's the most ridiculous thing ever? So I signed up, and before I made my first post, I realized that I had just signed up to a white supremacist forum. <laughs> I can't delete my account. 
<laughs> the software doesn't allow it. Like I looked into it. They're like, yeah, the vBulletin software, like it's, it's impossible to delete an account. Even an admin can't delete the account. So all I could do, I mean, I've got zero posts and my account is invisible to anyone that I haven't added to my friends list. So uh-huh. it's not Googleable. Uh-huh. The only people who know are the white supremacist admins. <laughs> That have my email address. But technically, for our future smear campaigns against co- uh, against Mayor Craig, yeah, I feel like my my chances of running for for any sort of office have been severely oh diminished. You know what? We that. have screwed ourselves several times over on this show, even though like we're all very upstanding gentlemen. But uh, yep, no, we're boned. You know, though, I read the ultimate I think example uh, that I've can think of about it was on cracked it's all i ever read on the internet is that cracked but it was about uh, marky mark who you know he's famous as shit everyone loves marky mark and sure made 500 million dollars in highest grossing r-rated comedy of all time he blinded a vietnamese guy in one eye when he was a kid he was like 16 he, he basically got arrested like 20 times when he was a kid in boston or wherever yeah and there was this one they he says it wasn't racially motivated but the cop report says it was but basically he had this vietnamese dude in a headlock and punched him in the side of the head till the guy was blinded in one eye and he came back from that this is public record everyone knows about it or could know about it and no one cares they still love marky mark so if he can get away with that we're fine <laughs> yeah uh... I, I guess he is marky mark those abs they'll yeah, get you through a lot I was of shit gonna say he was an underwear model we're we're just a collection of fucking idiots it really so. is amazing though like some some interviewer asked him about it and he's like you know i mean i was a kid and i regret it and i you know but i but look look at um, but then they asked well have you ever looked him up because you're a millionaire now you could give him some money or something and he's like i did not and i will not <laughs> but look but. at uh, anthony marco he ran for uh oh yeah that's NDP true and they pulled up his uh, podcast and totally fucked with him. I take it back then. We're, we're bones. We're done. Speaking of nothing you guys are speaking of, this one tortoise record is warped as shit. Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, yeah Joel's records are all melty. Yeah. All my records are melty. Like Especially that cream. back one. I still can't believe that. Ugh. Still kills me. I, I can fix some of those warped ones. I just not hammer too bad. Hammer them back in <laughs> yeah, there. Just, Surprisingly, just, no. Just that's not the way you No, I just have to uh, get some two panes of glass. And then throw them in the oven at 100 degrees for a few minutes. Wow, really? It'll know. melt it slightly and it's flat, so yeah. yeah. It makes it total sense. It melt the grooves and shit? That's fucked. No, it, it will be careful. It you get a that's why you only set it to 100. Like yeah. That's like the lowest setting most ovens will go to. Yeah. Hey, you want to hear some vinyl uh, trivia? Do I? So you know the double grooving phenomenon where you can double groove a record, so depending on where you put the needle on the record, it'll play two different yeah, tracks. Mm-hmm. I think Monty Python are one of the first yeah, well, people to do that. Monty Python was one of the first, and I found out where Eric Idle got the idea. It was a record about uh, horse racing. It was a virtual horse race. So you would drop the needle and bet at on a it. random point, yeah, and then because it was double grooved, you'd never know which horse was going to win. That's crazy. Sweet. <laughs> and then he used that idea for a Monty Python record. Just, yeah, fuck with people. Because, yeah, people apparently would be to their friends like, hey, did you hear that one skit on the Monty Python record? And they'd be like, no, I got it, but what the hell are you talking about? You know what actually fucking melts my brain is that the vinyl record has outlived tapes. every other format. Yeah, CDs, tapes, 8-tracks. Like, yeah, that was actually a joke in the one gramophones. of the Simpsons uh, where that, that one I was telling you about, Craig, that I bet that took... Because, you know, the Simpsons flashbacks happen relative to now yeah so it was a homer and marge flashback that happened in the 90s just Uh (laughs) because it made no sense but they were showing how dumb homer was by splitting up him and marge's possessions and he took the enron stock and she took the microsoft stock yada yada but he took the vinyl and she took the cds and that was wrong homer made the right choice there CDs. Who the fuck yeah. wants those? It's so weird because if you watch like the Homer Palooza one from like 1997 or whatever, like what? You, it flashes what computers? Back. Yeah, what? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, the flashback. He's listening to like Grand Funk Railroad, and now he flashback and he's listening to Nirvana and Soundgarden. But I was going to say about that Monty Python double group thing. Mm-hmm. I don't remember who it was, but some some comedian I was listening to an interview with him, and he said he listened to that Monty Python album, you know, like 30 times, and then one time on that one side he just happened to put the needle down the wrong way and different stuff started playing and he thought he was losing his mind <laughs> he's like i know for a fucking fact that is not what's on this record what is happening that's hilarious yeah, yeah i mean i got it on cd so i never ever so, was able to appreciate that the double groove thing is that like so yeah, it'll, it'll two grooves running beside no, each no, other no i know but it, it'll follow a path right yeah but if you position the needle like how 
So each one is just half length and right. Yeah, but, but how do you, as the listener, figure it out? You, you can't. You, you just can't. listen to that side of the record so many times, and eventually you're going to randomly listen to both tracks. Hmm. And I, I mean, I guess with like a magnifying glass, maybe you could figure out which track is which. But that seems. I assume hard. if you put the needle on the very outside, it's always going to play that first track, right? And you'd have to put so it. So you could, yeah, you, maybe you could guarantee bit. yourself getting the one track, but then getting the other one might be trickier. Yeah. So I, I, I used to love the uh, the lock loops at the end of certain records. Yeah, like, there's like a Beatles one that does that. Well, there's a there was a Beck one that did that. Uh, Actually, that same Monty Python one at the end of one of the sides. It's the skit is someone listening to records in a record shop. And then he goes back to complain to the the cashier that the record stuck, the record stuck, the record stuck, the record stuck. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Nice. Classic. All right. I guess bitch cake, grab a slice or something. Oh, uh, let me just say one last thing. Um, oh yeah. Mm. We also have one other segment that needs to. This old. Uh, uh, Mike's coming, by the way. Okay, so we can do gum when he we gets out. Cool. Right. But this old, um, old. Uh, hip hop group I had when I was like 19 years old, 20. Years was old. it organized rhyme? The Tragically Hip Hop. Oh, yeah. Ooh, um, don't know that. And we, uh, I wonder if I've got that song. If I do, I'll put it on the end of the episode. I got the instrumental for it anyway. Where my idea was that sound when you put in a cassette tape that just goes. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot about they that. They using just the factory to make sure the tape was okay. So I, I had it, the song do that. And then do that again, and then do that again, and then that turns into loop. The, the loop, and then it's like a circus song. <laughs> so uh, I'll put that at the end of this episode. I don't. Th- we 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 recorded really bad vocals for it, me and like nine friends. But I don't know if I have that version. But I got the instrumental. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, but then someone else did that. It was uh, Buck sixty five later. I right, did that yeah. same thing, and I was like, Aren't they? Ah, aren't they from the idea. East Coast? Maybe they stole that from you. Yeah, no, it's like just ours. I'm well. Uh, did I ever upload that? I might have. Maybe he, he did. I'm going to say it right now. Yeah. Buck 65 stole my idea. <laughs> I don't know. But Buck 65, like, I'm actually not as uh, into his stuff now. Um, but his old stuff, I fucking love the shit of it. I got into him more when he's like became like an Everlast ripoff. <laughs> that was oh, really? my favorite like when, he, when he got gruff. When he got all gruff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, that's when I first like heard of him, really, and I was like, well, eh. I, I was into him when he was stinking rich, and he was part of the Sebi Tones, which was one of the seven inches that melted. Oh man! Um, but yeah, there was a there was a East Coast rap group called the Sebi Tones, and Stinking Rich that was Buck Six Sixty Five yeah, before he. It was on uh, Murder Records. Sloan's yep. old oh, nice. Sloan's record. record. Nice. Yeah. yeah, that was definitely my neck of the woods. Sloan make good music. Man, there's this one band from that whole era that was on Murder Records, and then they had one album on uh, Sub Pop when Sub Pop. Super was, Friends. Uh, no, there was them, but no, they were called the Hardship Post. Oh yeah, yep. And I used to love the shit out of that band, and I always wonder, like, I'd love to track down the main guy and be like, do you just not do anything anymore? Like. Put up a fucking website. Just but do most some of those guys, I mean, like a lot of those guys from the Canadian supergroups ended up in like the Deers. Um, Edwin. <laughs> Joel, Joel, Edwin and the Pressure. Joel Plaskett has absorbed some of them from. Uh, from yeah, they were. Uh, who was that? Uh, Thrush Hermit. Thrush Hermit. Oh, yeah, Thrush Hermit. Um, there's Trouble Charger. There's, uh, like, there's a ton of like. Apparently, Bill from Trouble, Trouble Charger will occasionally stop in at Elliot's Bar. And, oh, yeah? I mean, once in a while, I'll play Red by Trouble Charger, and Elliot has told me that if Bill is there, not to play it, because he will get so upset. It's like his stairway <laughs> to heaven. He's just like, I can't take it yeah. anymore. Yeah, that's pretty much what it is. Did I tell Which you guys? confuses me. Like, well, if you have to acknowledge that you created a national, anyway, phenomenon. People are going to want to play the song. You can't get mad. You can maybe not like it, but I don't think you have the right to get mad if a DJ's playing your song. No. I mean, I like it. That's all it means. Did I uh, tell you that Chris Murphy and his kid were playing at the same park with my kid? And no, we, that's rad. We had like a half conversation, just kind nice. of. It's pretty rad. Like, Keep going to that park. Maybe you'll become friends with the yeah. celebrity. Well, it's it's the same park that you took Jet to. Yeah, I'm right. not going to give the name to Obi Creep. Oh, for you non, uh, non-Canadians, non Chris Murphy's part of Sloan, who yeah. you must have heard of. They're one of our best bands. They're a little bit excellent. Yeah. Mostly excellent. But, uh, yeah, his kids seem to be kind of a dick. But uh, <laughs> Hey, that just means he's perfectly poised to be a musician. But, on the other hand, I think all everybody else's kid is a dick in general. So <laughs> your, your kid's pretty non-dickish. That was pretty adorable when we got Valentine's cards and he kissed the microphone. Uh, yeah, he's just, uh, well, 
I can't wait that kind of a fucking dick today. It'll be a blink of the eye for us, but suddenly he'll be 16 and we'll be like 50 and he'll just be like, shut up, dad. Are oh, you going to do your podcast? Oh, bag that's cool. <laughs> How many listeners do you got now? Fucking idiot. 201. <laughs> oh, look. It's Uncle. I'm doing air quotes right now. It's Uncle Keith and Uncle Craig. Yeah, they're fucking great. <laughs> well, I'll just be crying, just all of us. Just <laughs> Oh, yeah, he's gonna make us cry. Both your kids. Yeah. They'll just make us cry as old men. That's sad. Bitch, they grab a slice. Final countdown.ca